Alrighty, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Very Cold Lasagna, the podcast that houses a safe and open listening platform for casual, cold, and even the dumbest takes on the world of WWE, AEW, the NFL, and the wide world of pro wrestling and sports in general. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. Welcome to today's episode, episode number 58 of this freezing cold podcast. And today, we got another good show for you all because we're going to be talking about my San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, this early in the week. Um, that's because um, we just coming off the heels of a, well, kind of like a kind of good feel-good victory um, this past week over the Chicago Bears. So we're going to be talking about um, the 49ers finally snapping their four-game losing streak over to the Bears um, and avoiding the trap of Bears football. Yeah. In this past week, we're also going to be talking about some winners and losers from that game. And um, we're also going to be talking about um, their first half of the season so far. Um, they're 3-4 and four now on the season. And we officially reached the halfway point of the 49ers season. And once it's all said and done, we're going to march forward to the second half of the season where the Niners will begin that half by facing uh, the Arizona Cardinals at home. You already know what to do. If you like what you see here, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel Turn on the notification bell so you'll be notified of everything that's related to Very Cold Lasagna. And make sure to listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna. So let's get into things um, with this game between the Chicago Bears and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the 49ers went into this game, uh, needed to snap a four-game losing streak. Um, it was a, it's been a losing streak filled with uh, a lot of emotions <laughs> with the latest uh, loss coming um, in an embarrassing Sunday night uh, rainy uh, clunker whatever you want to call it it was a super soaked loss to the Indianapolis Colts in a Sunday night game that was just floody messy embarrassing all kinds of words that you can explain this loss to the Colts uh, meanwhile for the Bears um, they played some good old-fashioned Bears football, John, getting blown out in Tampa by Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, 38-3. They were in need of their own bounce-back win uh, for their rookie quarterback, Justin Fields, so you know he can have some confidence in his own development. So both teams were in desperate need for a win. The Niners, 2-4 on the season. The Bears, 3-4. and four. Um, And neither team wanted to have a fifth win on their loss column. So let's get into this uh, game that I typically predicted <laughs> was going to have some good old-fashioned Bears football, John. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan, I, I predicted he was going to get like a good old masterclass from Matt Nagy, um, who, on all honesty, I, I thought he was going to coach this game, but um, he tested positive for COVID um, early in the week, and he was unable to coach um this game so is being coached by the uh special teams coach and then the offensive coordinator was a uh, bill laser so either way i thought kyle shanahan was gonna get, get his um master class on how to play some good old-fashioned bears football maggle so anyway the game kicks off oh uh, we get the ball first um it was kind of pretty much the same how it started um last week against the colts um, you get Elijah Mitchell, the running back, the rookie, um, continuing to get some good work in. Um, but other than that, the offense couldn't get anything going. Um, even Debo Samuel on Halloween, 
had Butterfingers. I think he ate too much candy, you know, especially the, the good old Butterfingers. And a little bit of uh, Reese's Pieces. Too much of that. And it showed early on in the first quarter. He was, his, his hands were slippery. He shouldn't have ate some of that Halloween candy before he started the game. So anyway, um, things got worse for the 49ers offense because uh, the backup kicker filling in for uh, Robbie Gold, Joey Sly, missed wide right of the field goal attempt, and um, it put the Bears offense um, a little bit towards midway um, to midfield on their first possession. Um, Justin Fields, the Bears offense, had a good first start um, to their game. Um, in their usually terrible offensive line, had a had a decent game protecting him in the first half. Um, and the 49ers front seven like couldn't generate any pressure on Justin Fields at all. But nonetheless, they were still able to settle um, the Bears' um, offense into a field goal. So the Niners trailed 3-0, three three so it could have been a lot worse. But still, you had to get some pressure on just, onto Justin Fields early on in the game and make that the theme of the game which the Niners didn't, didn't do. So, the Niners got a little more reacquainted on their next possession, um, but they just had to settle for field goals after Kyle Shanahan elected to call for, once again, the runs in the middle on two straight plays. But, luckily, it was all tied up, 3 nothing. but then we reached the second quarter, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. It's, it's happening again. It's the Colts game all over again. Or it's the Seahawks game all over it again because the defense just could not stop Justin Fields. They could not stop the offense because they couldn't stop Khalil Herbert from running in the middle. They couldn't stop Cole Komet from having a potential breakout game. They couldn't stop designed runs from Justin Fields. They they couldn't stop a touchdown, a touchdown pass from Justin Fields to Jesse James in the end zone for a 10-3 lead early in the second second quarter. The 49ers defense was playing the good old Bears football defense that the Bears typically play. And the 49ers offense seemed to be waking up. Uh, there was You were getting good sightings from Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Um, but unfortunately, the Niners once again had to settle for another field goal. Um, and fortunately, it was only 10-6. to um, And it was only the first half. Um, and on defense, the Bears continued to teach the Niners defense how to play Bears football as the 49ers just couldn't still stop Justin Fields on his desired run. So Bill Lazor is actually making good use of Justin Fields better than freaking Matt Nagy ever is doing with him. So the Niners eventually did finally get a big stop on, on the Bears on third down in this next position when Justin Fields threw a check down, like a quick check down pass um, following the two-minute warning, and um, the Niners immediately recognized it, and they shut that play down real fast. So the Bears took a field goal, 13-6. I mean, like, okay, there's still a lot of game left to be played, and the 49ers get the ball back at least. Um, my problem was with this possession was on the last uh, possession of the half was that they were eating a lot of time on this clock, um, and like they're, they're like, why are they, why, what, what's taking them? What's like, aren't, don't they want to get a touchdown here? But then, uh, like, I was kind of like, okay, all is kind of forgiven. And because Jimmy G 
had the super rare, the super rare, ultra rare. Look at this fucking rare. Deep pass to Debo Samuel uh, to get the ball down to the Bears. I think it was like the two-yard line. But they could only settle for for just three points once again. But still, a little bit of progress. A little bit of progress. It was a 13-9 to halftime deficit. Okay, four points. We could catch up to that. Um, but overall, that uh, that first half was kind of a little very slow. We were playing the typical Bears football, John, that the Bears typically play. You know, the Bears have been playing Bears football um, for the past several weeks. And I think Kyle Shanahan really got that masterclass um, going for him. Uh, the defense didn't particularly play well. Um, Nick Bosa got a good stack on Justin Fields in the second quarter, but the rest of the front seven um, couldn't generate any pressure onto Justin Fields or, you know, get pressure on a usually terrible Bears offensive line. And the secondary, you know, they couldn't stop Darnell Mooney or they couldn't stop uh, Khalil Herbert or Cole Komet or Jesse James, who, by the way, hasn't, like, the tight, the tight end Jesse James... Like, I haven't heard his name since uh, he dropped the ball in Pittsburgh. Like, literally, I haven't heard his name. I literally haven't. So, anyway, overall, the um, the defense had to play better in the second half if they want to help their offense, who wasn't overly bad themselves. They just couldn't finish drives. Um, and the Bears' defense um, made some some decent plays of their own. And, they, and the offense, as a result, had to settle for field goals. So the first half, um, the 49ers just like, okay, we got to do better. And here comes the second half. And the defense, yet again, continued to play Bears football to start the third. Justin Fields pretty much sliced and diced all over the defense with his arms and his legs, finding Allen Robinson and Jesse James once again. But fortunately, the defense was able to stop them um, again to a field goal. And the the deficit would just kept to 16 to 9. And then on the Niners, first possession of the second half, Debo Samuel gets a big 80-yard catch, uh, catch and run. Um, and <laughs> it made the Bears defense finally play some Bears football, Maggle. Um by, you know, on a on Jimmy G, like freaking check down pass to Debo Samuel. And Debo Samuel literally just eat, like span and invaded every single Bears secondary player, and he pretty much just took it to nearly took it to the house. He could have had a touchdown, but um, he was ruled out of bounds um, near the goal line. So Jimmy G was like, "Fine, I'll do it myself." He he pretty much ran in himself. Kyle Shannon called a designed run on third and goal, and Jimmy G got the touchdown himself. Uh, Joey Sly mixed the extra point. And pretty much that kept the game 16 to 15 uh, midway through the third quarter. So the 49ers were finally starting to heat up, which is good news. And um, that translated to the defense as well, because the 49ers were finally able to force a punt on the Bears' next possession. Uh, the Bears um, temporarily lost their running game for a bit. Uh, Khalil Herbert had to leave the game for a bit. And that allowed the defense to finally get some pressure onto Justin Fields. Finally, sacked his booty into the ground and got a punt. Then we get to the fourth quarter. Um, the offense gets rolling. Jimmy G hits Debo Samuel, Kyle Juszczyk in the backup tight end, Charlie Warner. Um, they get into the red zone. 
And Elijah Mitchell, with the help of pretty much everybody, <laughs> the entire offensive line, all the receivers, Jimmy G himself, he gets a big friendly push um, to help punch in another touchdown. And the Niners took the lead, their first lead of the game, 23-16. to And after Jimmy G uh, threw it to Brandon Ayuk, that was a successful two-point conversion. And yes, 23-16. to Now the Bears have to play catch-up mode. But the Bears, <laughs> they, they really um, know how to stick it to the 49ers because the defense for the 49ers went back right back to playing Bears football. Because on 4th and 1, they were like, I think it was in the red zone. Yes, Bears literally got right back into the their red zone. The, the, the Bears, like, were like, this close to letting Justin Fields get sacked. And then, somehow, Nick Nick Boza couldn't take down Justin Fields. And then Fred Vorder couldn't take down Justin Fields. And then, seconds later, Justin Fields ran 20 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, he pretty much evaded, scrambled, and made the secondary look like idiots. Yeah, that's the story of Justin Fields in one play. So, fortunately for the Niners... Uh, Cairo Santos missed the extra point and the lead stayed 23 to 22. But now they had to freaking answer the call um, to what Justin Fields pretty much did to the Niners just moments ago. They made the Niners defense look like pretty much busters, pretty much like gangbusters right there. Fortunately, the Niners did manage to answer back with big runs from Elijah Mitchell and another desired touchdown run from Jimmy G to extend the lead 30 to 22. And moments later, the defense was finally able to get a very, very big stop on Justin Fields. And we haven't heard his name in a long, long time, but Samson Ibukam, uh, the, the linebacker, got a big, big sack on Justin Fields on third down on the very next possession after the Jimmy G uh, touchdown run to force another Bears punt. So, on the Niners' like final possession of the game, the Niners pretty much all but sealed the deal with a field goal. And then, after the two-minute warning, um, Justin Fields pretty much yeeted the pass. And it was tipped by, I think it was like Darnell Mooney or Allen Robinson. And Josh Norman caught the, caught the deflection and intercepted it and sealed the deal. Niners win 33-22. Oh my gosh, what a game uh, for the 49ers. I mean, it wasn't the most exciting game, but it was a good team effort. It really was a good team effort um, for this Niners team after, like, what? Four four games of pretty much losing, embarrassing, um, mediocrity. Um, but this was, a good, this was a good team effort. It, it at least feels good to get a win, even if it's against a mediocre team that likes to play some Bears football. Yeah, John. The 49ers still have some issues um, within the secondary and their quarterback. Um, but, you know, they made the plays when it mattered most. And, you know, I got to give credit to that. Uh, and Kyle Shanahan, for once, also adjusted to the key situations. He also made some key adjustments um, that allowed both uh, his defense and Jimmy G to succeed in this game, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, so for once, Kyle Shanahan is not on my losers list this week. 
He actually did pretty good in 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 this week. He actually did well against a pretty mediocre uh, Bears team. So we'll see if that translates next week. Um, if he doesn't end up on my shit list. So now for some winners and losers. Um, obviously Elijah Mitchell um, got some big runs um, up in the middle and on the outside on the edge. He, I think he's going to be pretty good um, going forward. And then hopefully uh, Kyle Shanahan activates Trey Sermon um, whenever he, if Trey Sermon uh, comes back from injury or Shanahan, if Sermon's healthy, decides to stop making him a healthy scratch. Um, because I think those two can be a good one-two punch. I really think so. Um, because Mitchell, um, he's playing really, really well. Um, he knows like how to get those positive yardage, um, get find the open running lanes. Like he's really established himself as the RB one in in this Niners offense. He's doing really, really well. And then I gotta give a little bit of credit to Jimmy G. Um, he had a really, really bad game um, coming back from the bye week, and then the calf injury, um, and then you know getting super soaked and embarrassed on Sunday night against the Colts. And Sir Jimmy G has his Jimmy garbage fail moments, um, you know, throwing it too high, um, throwing it in triple coverage, or like putting it, the ball into a place where it shouldn't be put. But you know, he stepped up. He really stepped up. He, Kyle Shannon designed a place for him that you know fit his strengths, and Jimmy G delivered, uh, especially on those uh, designed runs um, near the near the goal line, and you know finding uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Mohamed Sanu for the the critical throws um, in the game. Those are the things that um, Shanahan should game plan around Jimmy G, and um, I mean I'm not saying that Jimmy G is going to be uh, the the savior of the franchise still because I think it's too late for that but you know at least game plan around him you know game plan around Jimmy G's strengths let him throw the ball more um especially down deep so overall Jimmy G did pretty pretty good this week now as for some of the losers um these are just minor losers for this week because I didn't see too many things wrong with this victory even though it was against a, a pretty bad Bears team um I, I would just like to say I don't know I would like to see more from the pass rush, um, the interior pass rush with uh, D Ford, um, and um, I think it was uh, Javon Kinlaw out, and I'm not seeing much from Eric Armstead. I'm really not seeing much from him, like producing. Um, like I don't like I don't hear his name that much. I don't see him generate any pressure, like or any hits. Like you signed a big deal, dude. Like I think it was like last year, two years ago. Like where are you? Where where is he? Like the only dude producing is Nick Boza and Ibukam. Where's Armstead? Where is he? And then Fred Warner. Like I mean, sure he had the the stop on third down when the Bears were first in the red zone, but other than that, it's like he hasn't made that many like big big plays. Um, he hasn't really stepped up to the potential or you know. He hasn't lived up to, you know, the contract extension that he's gotten lately. And sure, I, he, he probably had a, uh, a so-so game. But, you know, I'd like to see more from Fred Warner as well. Um, some takeaways from the game. Um, like I said, Kyle Shanahan should game plan around Jimmy G's uh, strengths more often. You know, when you're in the red zone, 
design some outside runs for him like you did in this game and it's just, it really succeeded and then let him throw the, the ball deep more um and i, I know kyle, Han- kyle shanahan still having some you know scary uh ptsd from the super bowl um when he underthrew uh manuel sanders um, but you know, you gotta give him a chance. You gotta give him a little bit of a chance, a little bit of leeway. And yeah, sure. I still have my distrust in Jimmy garbage fail too, but you know, we gotta work with what we have here. We gotta work with what we have. And yeah, I know I said that this should be Jimmy G's final game against, uh, as a starter. Um, but we'll see how he does. Uh, I'll take my word back. We'll see how he does against, uh, Arizona next week. And then if he doesn't do well, then let let Trey Lance start. But for now, Kyle Shanahan should game plan around Jimmy G's strengths so he can let the offense, you know, produce. And then the running backfield, I think it'll be fine without Raheem Mostert. I really think it will. I mean, Elijah Mitchell is doing well. Uh, Jermichael Hasty is also doing pretty decent. And, you know, like if they ever, you know, activate Trey Sermon, whether it's from injury or you know he's being just healthy scratched you know this could be a really good running attack and it could be a run and pass attack too so Kyle Shanahan just gotta let them loose and then the secondary still has to step up play with conviction um they played a lot better like than last week when they were just getting arrested frequently for pass interference um they were playing like undisciplined but they played a lot better they played a lot better against a um, mediocre Bears team um, that was just lacking in the air game. Um, but they'll have to play way lot better than they did against the Colts and obviously the Bears. Um, they're going to have to play um, the way they did um, in this game against much better competition with the Cardinals, the Rams, um, the Seahawks, and then the Titans all coming up in the second half of the season so no mental mistakes um you know not no penalty inducing errors none of that so overall this game was kind of like a get right game um obviously not a game that oh it's gonna be like oh yeah we're back in the playoff baby we're back in the playoff hunt but this is kind of like a get right game needed for the 49ers so you know they can you know hopefully turn their a season around like you know like it's like a little like positive momentum for them. So I want to briefly men- talk about um, their first half of the season. I'll give like a little mini review of their their season so far. So obviously, the the 49ers um, headed into this 2021 season, you know, with the expectation of them potentially going back to the playoffs and then um, bouncing back from their injury riddled. 2020 season where it was just like injury mania running wild pal um but unfortunately um after the 2-0 start that now has the 0-8 Detroit Lions and the 3 and what is it 3 and 5 Philadelphia Eagles on the road those wins ended up being like pretty uh fluky 40-49ers I mean think about it the, the Detroit Lions uh victory um, we nearly blew the lead in the Philadelphia Eagles victory. The Eagles just beat themselves. And then when the competition began to ramp up for the 49ers, 
Um, they went on a four-game losing skid. They lost a nail-biter to the Packers um, on a Mason Crosby field goal. Um, they got boat-raced by the Seahawks because um, they the offense was doing so bad. Um, the Seahawks eventually managed to um, adjust and ran away with it. And then Jimmy G got hurt. Um somewhere down the line in that game and Trey Lance had to finish the game and the offense just wasn't ready for him. And then let's not forget uh the Trenton Canyon mistakes in that game that also led to the Seahawks running away with the game. And then they also made a lot of bad play calls, Bank Shanahan, um, in Arizona, and Trey Lance was, you know, still trying to find his rhythm in that game. And then of course the most recent loss um, at home to Indianapolis with getting super soaked and embarrassed at home. And then obviously with the most recent win that snapped that four game losing streak against Chicago, um, where they uh, somehow avoid to manage playing bears football, John. So in the Niners are three and four. Um, there's still a lot of season left to be played. Um, but obviously when I talked about this season, uh, this season um, a, a month ago in the season preview, um, the second half of the season, I mentioned in that preview that it could it's winnable. I don't know about it's I don't know about that now. Um, when you're looking at this uh, second half of the season, um, you're you got to play the other division games. You, they're playing the Rams twice, and then you're also playing the. The also bad Jaguars, um, who can be up and down too. You're also playing a Vikings team who somehow Kirk Cousins is honestly not doing that bad. Um, and then uh, you're playing the a Bengals team that is doing well better than anyone expected. You're also playing the Titans um, on Thursday night. You're also playing a Falcons team that's also doing a little bit better than people expected. I mean, you get a you get the season finale, the home, the home finale against a very bad Texans team, so that's a plus, I guess. But then you end the season um, on the road against an LA team that could that probably has a wild card or maybe even the division, all but wrapped up. I don't know, or maybe they they're playing for the division and they're just waiting for whatever's to come for the Cardinals. So overall, um, there's still a lot of season left to be played, but man, it's gonna be a tough hill for the 49ers. Um, hell, who knows? They, they might be thinking playoffs. Playoffs? But how are they going to do that when they lost key players um, yet again to either multi-week or season-ending injuries like Raheem Mostert, uh, Javon Kinlaw, Jason Verrett, and George Kittle? Uh, George Kittle at least, is at least coming back um, next week against the Cardinals. Um, so, still, it's still injury mania in Santa Clara. But at least other players are stepping up, like Elijah Mitchell, Aziz, um, Al Shair, um, the 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 Montre Lenore, and some other key guys. So it's it's a having like a 50-50 tailspin for this 49ers team. Um, it's just both sides of the ball are facing spells of inconsistency, especially on the offense and the secondary. So if the 49ers want to have a chance to make this season a little more respect, respectable of their expectations, they got to play better in those two areas. Jimmy G's got to play better. Um, Kyle Shanahan's 
got to be a better coach, especially with the play calling. And the defense got to play more disciplined. They have to play more disciplined. So I don't know what to expect for this coming season. I mean, like the rest of the season, but it's gonna be t- it's gonna be a little tougher than I expected. It's gonna be a little tougher than I expected. But yeah, that's what the roller coaster is for, right? That's what this roller coaster is for. So since we're on the topic of the second half of the season, let's take a, a look to end this uh, episode at our first at our first opponent of the second half of the season in our division rival, the Arizona Cardinals. So the 49ers previously faced the Cardinals in week five. Um, they lost 17 to 10. It was a much closer game and a much more contested game than people expected. Uh, Trey Lance made his first NFL start and Kyler Murray was pretty limited in that game. Um, it was just unfortunate that the Niners um, couldn't take advantage of, you know, the opportunities given to them by the defense. Um, and that was due to Kyle Shanahan limiting the offense to just QB option runs and Elijah Mitchell running down the middle. Hopefully this time around, like, you know, with the experience in the games that they played, hopefully they learned a little something or two from that game and the games that they, the two games that they played this time around. Um, and they have a little bit of a winning formula to beat Kyler Murray um, and this offense. However, that's it, Kyler Murray plays. Because um, in the Thursday night game against the Green Bay Packers, Kyler Murray uh, sprained his ankle. Yeah. He, he, I'm not sure which play it was, but uh, there were reports coming out um, from that game that Kyler Murray sprained his ankle. And most recent reports, as I'm seeing, um, it's a at least a week that he'll that he could he could it's it's not a certainty that he could not play in this game but i'm gonna assume the notion that he will um but anything can happen anything can happen so in that game against the packers um the cardinals have had a weak spot exposed in that game and that is their run defense because jj watt is out of the season with a shoulder injury and you know i kind of feel bad for jj watt um, at this point, because he just he just can't he just hasn't played a full season in a long time. But anyway, um, without J.J. Watt and even with Chandler Jones back in the lineup, uh, the Cardinals were just unable to stop both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on the run and in the air on Thursday night. And they just pretty much let Aaron Rodgers. And this was without uh, Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard and Robert Tunyon towards ACL. In the fourth quarter, they just let they let Aaron Rodgers torch them all game long, and the offense, the Cardinals' offense, fell into a funk. But and I think this is because they played down to the to the fact that oh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have uh, his top receiver. It's like we can win this game. We can win this game. And it's also to the fact they're coming off a loss. Um, you could they could thank AJ Green for selling the game, um, and not looking at Kyler Murray. <laughs> and yeah, I think while that could be the case the last time around with the 49ers, you know, for that, um, for the Cardinals, you know, 
making this a close uh close thing with them i don't know i think the cardinals could make this like a game for them to have more reason to play with anger because you know like i said they, they're coming off their first loss of the season they're seven and one now um they gotta play with more uh motivation because now the rams are right behind them in the uh division race like that one loss is crucial to them now so some keys to victory for both teams um all the receivers have to get involved um that includes uh, rondell moore um, that also involves uh, DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green. Pretty much everybody has to get involved um, for whether it's Kyler Murray or their backup quarterback. I don't even know who that is. Um, I think it's, I think it was, I heard it was Colt McCoy, but I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. And most importantly, they have to look at the ball. They got to look at the ball. Don't let AJ Green be the example of, you know, you know, game losing, uh, game losing mistakes. So, the cards, all the receivers have to, you know, not make uh, game-costing game, game costing mistakes. Uh, Kyler Murray, if he plays in this game, uh, he got to limit the off-the-script plays. Um, he made a lot of them during the Thursday night game. Um, if he makes a lot of them again, um, if Cliff Kingsbury um, doesn't give him, like, more, more scripts to follow, it's going to cost his team the game. Um, as for the 49ers... Um, I would like to see Elijah Mitchell get involved in the passing game too, um, alongside his usual run routes. I don't. I some. I mostly see him in the running game. Um, I would like to see him in the passing game too, just to see what he's got um, alongside Jamichael Hasty. You know, just to vary things up um, and make the Cardinals a little more confused. Uh, Nick Boza uh, has to have a big game once again against Kyler Murray. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that D Ford. And uh, Samson Bukum play again too, and Jimmy G- Jimmy G has to have a good game against a a decently strong Cardinals defense. And I say decently strong because they lost JJ Watt uh, to the season, and I don't I don't think um, the Cards are that I, I'm saying not saying that strong. I'm probably gonna say as strong of a defensive pass rush. Uh, without him so jimmy g even with um without the presence of jg watt like you know around him uh, like going up against him um he's got to do like as well as he did against a mediocre bears team in week eight and translate that against a much stronger much better cardinals team in week nine this coming week so those are my keys to victory um for the Cardinals game for the 49ers and those are my thoughts for the Bears game um, from week 8 what did you guys think about this victory for the 49ers finally snapping their uh, 4 game losing streak in the matter of weeks finally three like we finally celebrate that third victory I guess (laughs) three wins three wins yay we finally did it um, it was kind of a bit uh, an emotional win for the 49ers. Yay. Um, I know it's kind of a mediocre win, but who cares? <laughs> I guess. At least we didn't get to uh, avoid the trap of Bears football, John. Yeah. But let me know how you felt about this Niners win. However you can, whether it's on YouTube, in the comment section, or on social media with a direct message. However you can. But that is it for this uh, 49ers recap uh, episode of Very Cold Lasagna. 
I am Dylan Lasagna, signing out. Uh, make sure to follow all the social media uh, platforms that I'm on. And, as always, keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of pro wrestling and sports in general. Freezing cold and tasty, like a very cold pasta lasagna. Anyway, uh, let's hope the Niners uh, somehow keep it close against the Arizona Cardinals, whether it's um, Kyler Murray is playing or not. But if Kyler Murray's not playing, then maybe we can sneak out a win. But we'll see what happens uh, this coming Sunday against the Cardinals. But anyway, that is it for now. Until next time, peace out.